it's the music in me. It's the music that keeps me out of this depressing state. I feel like they understand me. Their lyrics, their words are like poetry, rhythm, beats, exposing my inner me, but still depressing me. Like I can feel their pain, but it's just the music. Hello, and welcome to Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi, where I give you insight of what some people, including myself, may go through during depression. This podcast is about self-reflection, being positive, and walking into a new journey of happiness. Again, this is Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi. Please make sure you follow me on all social media formats, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also YouTube. Again, this is Therapy Session with me, your girl, Sodi. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Therapy Session with me, Zodi. Hope right is doing good today. Of everything is great. You're sort of happy, but you're still depressed. You know, depressed people got to look out for each other, I suppose. But I hope you guys are doing okay today. Um, so I really wanted to uh, talk about what music has uh, done for me when, you know, I go through this like depressing state. So, like, who I feel like kind of helped me, and when I tell tell you guys how much I love and how much I appreciate these people, like, I, I, I love them, like, I do, because I feel like they, in a way, have saved my life. So, I'm talking about Kid Cudi. J. Cole and Mac Miller. Like, those three people, I feel like, have in some way helped me with my depression, especially, like, Cuddy. Like, Cuddy, when I tell you his words are so inspiring and just by him being the person that he is, is so incredibly heartwarming to me because he has been through shit as well. So for him to just be like, you know, this is for everybody who's ever been like me, been depressed and sad. I'm just like, this guy is in my brain. This guy is in my fucking brain. Like I. I love this guy. Like, Kid Cudi is my best friend, my broski in my head. Like, I love this guy. He's amazing. And he, he has exposed himself in so many ways that people just adore him. And he's, like, fucking amazing. And I appreciate him. And I appreciate his words and his lyrics. 
his music and just his whole vibe, his whole energy, his whole everything is just amazing to me. And and you can feel like you can really feel his pain when he talks, when he talks in his songs and his lyrics and all that humming. His his humming is so it's so fucking soothing. It's the most soothing thing you will ever hear in your life. It's that good. And when I say you can feel his pain, you can literally feel this man's pain because he he just he just spews it out like it's nothing. Like like it's nothing at all. And it's like you don't you don't really see stuff like that when it comes to musicians but i think and he's different and like we can like coincide with Kanye West because you know him and Kanye are like best friends so it's like Kid Cudi kind of looked up to Kanye because Kanye was such a different you know rap artist you know, when he first came out. So, and I can see, and I can see why Cuddy and Kanye are best friends. But when I tell you, when it comes to Cuddy, you can feel his pain. Like, you can literally feel his pain when Speeding Bullet to to Heaven came out. I was, I was so depressed and oh, so sad because I felt everything he was feeling because he was so upset and depressed when it literally broke my fucking heart to and I listened to the whole fucking album so every single song and every single lyric that you listen to with the song you felt his pain and what he was going through like when I watched uh, the Amazon documentary, uh, a man named Scott, he's like, when they was like, oh, we finna talk about Sweden Bills to Heaven, he's like, I do not want to talk about that. I do not. Because that was a phase in his life when he was really, really going through it. And like I said, it literally broke my heart to just listen to that album because I was like terrified. I'm like, what is wrong, Cuddy? What is the matter? I just want to hold you. I just want to hug you because you are so fucking loved by so many people that I don't want you to hurt yourself. And I'm trying not to cry because I really appreciate this man and his work and what he's done for like to people like him and to people like me. And it's like I was so like I was I was so upset when I was listening to that album and just thinking about it and all the other lyrics and the songs in that album is like so fucking sad like I'm oh my god y'all understand it was that album was crazy to me and because it was it was so fucking depressing and you just gotta think about like a depressed person showing their music like this in this album and another depressed person listening to it it's like crazy to me because I was sitting in this fucking dark hole to where like 
I, I just died. Like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I was, I was asleep all the fucking time. So to listen to that album and listen to the lyrics of each song was like sad. I just really, I really, really felt his pain through the whole album. But like I said, Kid Cudi is, is an amazing person and his spirit is just phenomenal like I wish I could meet that man and just fucking hug him and just thank him for everything that he's done for people like us who go through bullshit like this with depression anxiety and suicidal thoughts I would just hug him for for just being on this planet and being in this fucking universe with us because we need people like him to just be them fucking selves and not give a fuck about you know, what people say about you, because fuck everybody else, is your life, you can do what the fuck you want, and I thank him for that shit, because it's so, it's so fucking inspiring to hear people like him, and I'm, again, I'm so grateful for him for being on this fucking planet, so another person that I'm, like, forever grateful for, for, like, being a part in saving my fucking life is Jermaine Cole, J. Cole, when I tell you, I fell in love with him, too. It's like, because when he first came on the scene, I'm just like, who is this dude? You know, his lyrics are dope as fuck. His songs are dope as fuck. And when he first came out, you know, he was, you know, exposed to all this, you know, glamour shit, famous shit, jewelry, and money, and hoes, and all this stuff. It's like, okay, I can probably get used to him. He cool, whatever. And then I kind of slowed down from him just a little bit. And I came back. Okay. I was like, I feel like something is, you know, kind of different with Cole. Like, it's something about him that I like even more. Like, his vibe is different. And I'm feeling it, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling, you know, his his, his lyrics and his words. I'm like, it's something, it's like something's different about Cole that I'm just like, I'm liking this. I'm feeling this. And you would listen to his words and it's like Cole, I feel like is telling an amazing story because when, like I've been listening to Cole for a long time, but when 2014 Forest Hill Drive, when that album came up, I was just like, this is the best shit I ever heard from Cole. I mean, like, all his other albums were fucking amazing. But I'm just like, this shit right here, nigga, this shit right here, nigga, is amazing. Because basically, he's coming into himself. He's not all about that, you know, fame and fortune. He he was really dressed like a, a regular ass nigga, like with Tim's and t-shirt and some, you know, pants on and shorts. He's like, or sweatpants. He didn't care. And it's like, I said, this, this, this man that I'm listening to, this man that I'm looking at right now is fucking so lyrical and so poetic 
and such an amazing storyteller that I cannot, I cannot not listen to him. I cannot not listen to him because his words are, are deep and it's literally like listening to an amazing poet every time he speaks. It's like, it's like your eyes and your ears are glued to everything that he's saying when it comes to such much shit that is going on in the world, especially when it comes to fame. Like, like fame and money and all this other stuff is nothing, is really nothing without having love. And he says that. In this album, and he talks about that in his album because he's basically telling a story about himself, like how he first began to where he is now. And he's like, you know, I want to be part of the, you know, I'll be famous. I want to go out to parties and spend money. And then he's like, I've come to, like, I can't realize, like, money ain't shit without actually having help, happiness, and love. He's like, I, I came in this game you know, this way, but I did it the wrong way. Like, I did it to be famous, but I did it the wrong way. I kind of just faked myself of, you know, being happy with having all this money, these clothes, and all these women coming after me and all this other stuff. But he's like, I, like, I came to realize this this is this is not making me happy. This money is jewelry and it's all all this other stuff. It's not making me happy. So it's it's something about him that I just like I can, I I cannot describe how like important he is to me in my life when I listen to music like his. He is he's like an amazing a lyrical person and such an amazing poet to me that I'm like I remember when this is like when I was really uh, really really high and and this is when for your eyes only came out and we went to go see him and when I tell you like I was so high off my ass that you know when he came out on stage I promise to God, like, I literally thought this man was right in front of me that I just started to bawl my eyes out, and I just, I couldn't contain myself, because he, again, is another person that has saved my life when I was going through depression, because, again, my depression goes through fucking cycles. Like, it goes through so much that I just, I don't know what to do. So, just by me listening to a person like Jermaine has, like, really kind of helped me and saved my life. So, it's crazy. Like, another person that I was, like, kind of exposed to kind of late was Mac Miller. He rests in peace. And... 
ain't gonna lie, like, I feel like he was sacrificed. I really do. And I feel like he didn't deserve that shit. Because I feel like he would have, I feel like he would have grown even more as an artist. Um, if he was still here, but I guess when, when you, with certain people, you know, unfortunately, shit can happen, and it's sad, because he died at, you know, such, such a young age, and I feel like he could have, he could have, you know, did more, he could have, brought more music to this planet and it would have been phenomenal music is amazing to me and i feel like he's also very you know very lyrical with his stuff so it's kind of sad that you know i wasn't able to be you know exposed to him early on i probably would have loved him even more as much as i love you know jermaine and cuddy because I feel like he's he's a very, you know, also lyrical, you know, artist. So I wish I was, like, exposed early on to him. But, you know, I'm still going to listen to his music and uh, understand him a little bit more. Like I feel like the whole music industry sacrifice so many people in ways that is like demonic and it's it's crazy to me how people get sacrificed and they the person who sacrificed them kind of kind of levels up at the same time Because when I truly felt like Whitney Houston was sacrificed, I felt like Biggie was sacrificed, um, and and people I feel like don't believe that. Because when I really think about it, when Biggie died, and Biggie was Biggie was the shit. After he died, you kind of saw people level up to a certain extent where they're making so much money and, like, even more famous. And I don't give a shit. Fucking Diddy sacrificed this man. And I feel like, you know, he didn't care. Like, he made it kind of, I feel like he kind of made it all about him, making all his videos and telling Big, oh, you know, I miss you, I love you, all that stuff, but I really thought it was bullshit, I really thought it was bullshit, because the type of person that Diddy is, and I don't know this man, but I've heard stories, and I've heard stories of people who actually met this man in real life, so this man is super duper selfish, fucks Basically, all the artists that he's dealt with over the years. And he doesn't have any type of remorse for it. None. 
And he's going to be like that until the day he dies, I feel like. Because he has fucked so many people over. And it kind of makes me sad for these people, you know, that he fucked over. And, like, now, like, nowadays people are seeing, like, these old videos of making a band and then the band then people talking about Danny Kane and Day 26 and Donnie Kane because where are they right now? We don't know. Like they were only famous for this amount of time and then they disappeared because simple fact they were fucking with Diddy. And I feel like in that state I feel like they're like, after that experience, I feel like their mental state is probably fucked up due to the fact that they were put through so much shit dealing with this this, this arrogant man who not only, only fucked them over, made them fucking go get a fucking cheesecake in Brooklyn. And it's like, this, this is ridiculous. It's like, when... When all of us was younger watching this, this shit on TV, we thought it was funny. We thought, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe Diddy would do that. But now, looking at this shit with the dull eyes, it's like, fuck, he really fucked these people over. Like, I'm scared for their mental because that's a lot to deal with. Like, you think, oh, you finna be famous and make all this money and then come to the end. You don't. Like, you're only famous for a certain amount and and you don't really make any money at all. It's like this this type of shit her like started early back in the two thousands when I know they were, you know, making a band. Well sort of not making a band. I forgot the white dude's name, but he was dealing with NSYNC and, and the Backstreet Boys and, you know, eBay basically fucked them over too. But when I tell you Diddy I feel like he's probably fucked over 20 plus artists that he has dealt with over the years. It's a lot. And one artist that was on the band was Freddie. And I had watched his video when I was, you know, listening to Lovely T. And I was listening to it and I just, I felt, I felt his pain. I felt every single thing that he was talking about. Like, I've never been through, like, a situation like that the way that he has. But the way that he was feeling hurt me. Like, I was crying. Like, I felt so bad for this man that he had to deal with a person like Diddy who tried to help him but really didn't. Just basically fucked him over. I just felt so bad for Freddie. I really did. I really felt his pain and what he had to go through. Because it's fucked up how a person like that, you know, just like, okay, well, I have a whole bunch of money and I can get this this person off the streets to where they're the type of person who has so much drive and very lyrical and wants to be famous and want to get out the hood, whatever. He takes them and puts them in different situations and basically fucks them over in the end. So it's really sad to see 
you know, Freddie had to go do that that shit and kind of kind of fuck with his mental. So it's really sad and depressing for him. And I feel and I'm, I'm I do apologize to whoever listens to this. You got to be cautious of who you want to do business with, especially in the fucking music industry. It's very like I feel like it's very demonic when you try to go into the music scene and you have to deal with all these people who want to expose you because at the end, can you really trust them to get you to the level where you want to be in life? If you want to be a musician or if you want to be famous, because it like anything, like when it comes to musicians or being an actor or being in Hollywood, it it's fucking evil and demonic to where you have to, do certain things to get to that certain level where you want to be in your so-called career. And also in like dealing with the music industry, you like had so many celebrities going through depression because of how famous they were and it cost them their life. It cost them happiness it costs them to be a different person but also like I kind of want to talk about like a little like just a little about Kanye West like when I tell you I feel like me and Kanye West like we're best friends like I felt like me and him were like I could that could be like my best friend because when I tell you like when he first came out, it was something so different about him that I just loved. I just love his energy, his style, the way that he would have these songs that it's like, all of them are not the fucking same. All the beats are not the same. All the words aren't the same. It's like something about him is so different and I love it. And to me, like, I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I will um, soon because I've been hearing a lot of people saying it was good. But I, when, like, when his mom died from surgery, like, I literally saw a change in him that I wasn't, like, really sure how to understand because I'm just like he's really upset um about the death of his mother and I and I feel like he's going down a really dark hole and we're all just viewing him going down this hole because you could really tell that Kanye was depressed and very emotional in my eyes I think he was because you know his mom just died now this this is kind of what I felt I kind of felt like he and I don't want to say so I felt like he kind of sacrificed his mom because he became more famous 
than he is now. He he became into more about his fashion. You know, he was married to Kim Kardashian. You know, they had kids together. And he became more famous. But what I found out is, you know, with his mom, you know, he was, they were so close. They were very close. They were best friends. And the reason she, well, I I found she, she started to change the way that she would look. And because, you know, he started to become more famous, she would change in how she looked and, you know, she started to feel uh, insecure about herself. So she decided to get surgery. And, you know, unfortunately, that ended her life. And and Kanye kind of felt like, you know, that was his fault uh, for being so famous that his mom would go to the extent of getting surgery because she was insecure about herself, which is very sad because, yes, you're exposed to all the glitz and glamour and everything because of your son, but you, at the end of the day, you shouldn't feel like you should have to change yourself because your son is so famous. And that's really sad that, you know, how she died, but even more sad of how I feel like Kanye became like really depressed and, and guilty about his mom's death. But, yeah, like, I hope in the future, like, because right now, he's, like, he's sort of scaring me a little bit. Because, like, me and him, I felt like in my in my mind that me and him were, like, best friends. And, you know, it was great. But, um, yeah, we just got to, you know, keep our eyes open to uh, our peoples and do, like, a, a wellness check on them you know these famous people like we don't know them but it's like we're so obsessed with them and you know they're they're famous and then they're they constantly have stuff in their face like paparazzi everywhere to where they you know are depressed and they take drugs and they do all this stuff Especially Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was a phenomenal woman in her craft. Phenomenal. Phenomenal voice. Beautiful soul. Like, I wish I was, you know, old enough to actually go see her in concert. But she was phenomenal. And I love her music. But she was just exposed to a lot of shit, too. Because... She was known for like doing drugs, especially with Bobby, um, Bobby Brown. And to me, I don't, I don't think anybody believes this, but I feel like he sacrificed Whitney, um, and he sacrificed his his daughter Bobby Christina. I don't care if anybody believes me or not, but I feel like that, and, and I feel like he sacrificed his son, like. But Whitney Houston was went through a lot of shit. Like you can you you could tell like she 
she was declining because she would take all these drugs and and people say she how she died she overdosed in a in a tub and I I don't really believe that I mean I'm, I wasn't there but I don't believe that really happened I feel like somebody gave her something she took it and it was it it wasn't the right thing to take like the it was it was rigged you can say it was rigged drugs whatever and she took it and then you know she ended up dying and I feel like you know the fucking Illuminati had had something to do with that shit I don't give a shit but I feel like you know that's what happens like if we if we truly care about these people that we so call us and especially their family i feel like we should you know always check up on them to make sure that they're okay but i feel like we need to do that just to make sure that you know they're alive and they're breathing and they're and you know to make sure that their mental is okay you know like uh, another thing i feel like we got to look at those certain type of people who say that they're happy when they're really not um and that's speaking from chester from linking park it's like okay we would see him like so static happy and smiling with his pants, his his sorry, nice pants, but his family, but it was like all just the cover up because he ended up killing himself. So that was, I'm pretty sure that was a shocker to all of his fans and his family, his friends, because they they literally said he seemed fine, he seemed happy, but did they really like? Did they really? you know, have a conversation with him, ask him, are you really okay? Are you really all right? All this other stuff. Because we we don't really know what goes to the mind of a depressed person if we really don't, like, dig deep inside and really ask them raw questions. Like, are you really okay? Have you been happy the last couple of days? All this other stuff. And then notice their body language and like what they do kind of do every day because you'll have people who like oh sometimes they'll wear a short it's like a short sleeve shirt whatever then the week or two like they'll wear a long sleeve and it's fucking hot outside like you gotta like a little small things you have to notice with people who go through depression and anxiety because at the end of the day like it could go to that point to where they seem like so happy one day and then the next day, you know, they're gone, but you don't know why. Cause they didn't really, ex- you know, say anything to you. You didn't really ask the hard questions of their mental and they didn't go to a therapist. And that's another thing. I feel like people need to go to therapy a lot. If they're going through, you know, tough stuff throughout their life and they're going through depression and all this other stuff, they need to go see a therapist before, you know, it's way too late. And uh, also, 
you know, when it, when it comes to uh, musicians and you can really tell they're like fucking depressed, you can hear it in the lyrics of their songs and they, you know, some people think it's a bop and, but you're not really paying attention to the lyrics of the words that they're, they're saying because you have to kind of, you know, connect the dots and understand like something is not right with this person. Something is wrong. He needs help. Like some of these artists like know when they're going to die. Like King Vaughn knew he when he was going to die. Juice World knew when he was going to die. Even Nipsey Hussle kind of knew when they were going to die because they literally said in their lyrics, but we don't pay attention while they're here when they say these things until after the fact, after they're they're dead. And they'd be like, oh, wow, now I understand. You have to pay attention, like really, really pay close attention to what they're saying in their lyrics because it could mean something is terribly wrong with them. Something is not right with their mental state. So when people talk, even even if it's not musicians, and when people talk with different types of words, we have to understand what exactly that they're saying because it could be a clue to something that something is not going on with their spirit, with their mentality. So we have to make sure that we're checking up on those people who constantly like go through depression and anxiety and you know they're taking pills because you know when you're depressed sometimes you want to do drugs and you don't like you want to feel numb you don't want to feel anything so we really just you know when stuff happens to us like traumatic we have to pay attention to those who who are like prone to going through depression and anxiety because it could be a clue somewhere that we could possibly help them to where they won't be going down that dark hole of suicide lane. You know what I'm saying? We just, we just got to pay attention just be mindful of that because you don't want to lose your loved one because of that. So we have to pay attention uh, to those people who go through shit like that. But, you know, again, guys, I hope you guys understand. Like, I'm really, I really want to expose, like, depression because people go through this stuff and they don't really say that they go through it. Like, they have a way of covering it up. And so we have to kind of, pull back the layers and understand why that these people go through depression the way they do, because they're, they're not, they're not going to tell you that they're depressed. So I feel like me as a person who is, who goes through depression and anxiety, I want to expose that so people can really truly understand that this is a serious like illness and sickness that it can lead you to harming yourself. Um, not only like, you know, killing yourself, but like overdose and being addicted to drugs or being addicted to 
food or, you know, alcohol. So again, we have to pay attention to those those details when we're dealing with a person like that. Too soon to tell. Have we failed them? Sent them to a dark hole, falling, I yell. You didn't deserve this. Too soon to speak your truth. It's like you were a sacrifice. Christ has you in his hands. Blessed by your music, lyrics I fell in love with. But the loss of you will ever be so depressing. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this long episode. I didn't mean for it to be this long, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys, you know, make sure you, you know, watch over those that you care about who are going through depression and anxiety over different situations in our life. Um, But you know, I'm sending all of my love to each and every one of you who are, or who is listening to my podcast. Uh, make sure you do follow me on all my platforms, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and also TikTok if you want to purchase one of my cakes. <laughs> so yeah, so make sure you guys follow me on all my platforms. I love you guys so, so very much. You guys are amazing. I'll see you guys next time for another uh, therapy session with me, your girl, Zodi. I'm out.